this thing that we found. I feel like I belong. You're gonna need a bigger church. Our country is a dark and divided place, but now there's hope and it's spreading. This is your home and I want you to tell all your friends about it. Jeff, how's it going? It's going great, Brent. How are you? Thanks for joining me today. Man, thanks for having me on. Oh man, I love the film, man. Congratulations. And uh I'm still I'm still humming the Doobie Brothers. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> That's so great, man. You know, Jesus Revolution is a breakout hit, a critical hit. What does that say of movie audiences needs today? I think uh I think we're in a time of a lot of hatred and a lot of fear. Um, I think we've come to a really tough time in the country. And I think uh, I think people are ready for healing and to get back to love. I think love is the highest form of um, like the expression of God or or spirituality. And, and I think people are ready for that. I think it's why people saw Top Gun over and over again. We just were ready to be uplifted in society. And that's an action film, but I think there's only one natural death in that entire movie. It's just, it's meant to make you feel something beautiful and uplifting about the human spirit in your heart. And um, so I think part of it is just people are tired of the hate and the division in this country and want to come back to a more loving way of existing and being. And so I'm really excited about that. And then in addition to that, we're divided by our screens. So I, I'm married. I have five kids. If I got on a road trip with my family, if I was driving, there would be six screens going at the same time with watching different content. And so what I'm really encouraged by is a Gen Z taking their grandma to see this movie or, you know, just all the families going with the grandparents. It's intergenerational um, and people are enjoying it together. And in just in that sense, it's bringing people together in the country. So I'm, I'm happy for both of those reasons, really. Um, it's a call back to love both to the church and to the culture at large. And it's also a way again, to come together and not be divided and sit together in a theater. I've heard incredible like testimonies and stories of strangers hugging it out <laughs> in the theater, like after the movie plays, cause it's just, I don't know, man, it's a, there's a beautiful feeling of love that washes over you in this movie that no human can take credit for. And um, I just think it's what we need right now. And it's based on a true story. So what was happening to Christianity in the late 60s and the early 70s, especially in Southern California? Well, everything moves in cycles, right? And so um, it had really, Christianity had found its way to this really um, staunch, moralist, legalistic way of being and existing. And um, so uh, the kids were ejecting out of church and running away and becoming hippies and not really buying into the ideology of their parents the materialism the plasticity uh keeping up with the joneses and getting your house with the white picket fence and the two cars paid off and all that they they're like there's got to be more to it you know there's got to be something spiritual to this and so they were really on a spiritual quest and they looked for it all in temporal things of this earth that wouldn't satisfy right and it kind of came full circle when uh, a few churches opened up their doors to these disillusioned, disillusioned hippie children and allowed them to come in the doors of these uh, very staunch, you know, uh, conservative, moralist, legalist churches, but they let them come in. And I think the hippies brought in a lot of beauty with them as well. It's, it's more subtle than our film, but they brought in a lot of things that Chuck needed as well. 
and uh, together these very disparate groups of people found a place of belonging and togetherness and compassion and uh, acceptance under the banner of Christian love in of all places a very conservative uh, evangelist you know evangelistic church so yeah especially they brought their Christian music with them too or eventually become contemporary Christian music but I'm sorry I'm old-fashioned I was raised you know Protestant with I love the old hymns you know I could never get into contemporary, you know, I, I love, uh, you know, the Gaithers and all that kind of music and all that. So I was heavily influenced by that growing up. Yeah. Well, isn't that beautiful though? Like, I think that's the problem with our world today is now someone's going to want to fight you about that and be like, well, the hymns are blah, blah, blah. And it's, you know, no man, can it, it can be both. The Gaithers have touched so many people's lives. I personally don't respond to that music, but Bill Gaither is a beautiful human being. Mm -hmm. And he has um, he's done so much in the Christian community and he leads with love and compassion and people that have been tossed out uh, because of moral failings and stuff. He's restored them back and brought them back into his ministry because he's really trying to model who he believes Jesus really is. And so, yeah, man, I don't get me going on Bill. I'll start crying. But, um, <laughs> but you know, but that's a problem, right? Like. I don't. I don't respond to his music the same way you do. And that's okay. <laughs> you know, that this is what we need to get back to. Like, can we have civil conversations about things and still love each other well? And so that's amazing that you're bringing that up um, on this interview, because you're pointing to a, a bigger problem culturally that we're having yeah. in the moment. In also, you're, I also think you're talking about tribalism we have right now. It says there's two separate camps. It used to be we could discuss things and have a different point of view and leave as friends. Now it's, it's, you know, it's taken up sides and it's getting uglier. Tribalism is the number one evil negative force that is tearing our nation apart. And I'm saying that up above the political spectrum. I don't care if you're ultra right or ultra left. I don't care. You, you know, there's so many people in a politically idolatrous state right now. You need to put aside your politics. Like it's crazy. You get, you get around a bunch of people and um, they, it's their idol, man. It's like all they talk about. I'm like, okay, well, how are we, how are we trying to love our fellow man? Like, are we, are we going down to the soup kitchen? Are we like helping um, foster kids? You know, there's like so much other beautiful things we could be focused on, and it would be amazing if we found common ground as opposed to screaming at our alleged uh, enemies politically online in all caps that's it's not it's a dead end road it's the same we find ourselves in the same place that the hippie kids found themselves in it's like you guys are you guys are like are hitting dead ends we're going to go try to find a different way and they hit some dead ends as well that's okay but where they ended up finding their way back it was a pretty beautiful circuitous road but it it deepened i think the cultural christian experience of the time and for this brief blip in evangelical Christian history, you see these crazy groups come together and find brotherhood in the love of Jesus. And so it'd be amazing to have another cultural moment like that for sure. And yeah, man, I, I, it's crazy that you bring out the word tribalism. No one has said that to me in an interview yet. And I've actually thought about doing an entire documentary on tribalism. It's destroying this country. It's destroying our planet. We are meant to tribe up. We're nomadic and we have that um, that those genetics still in us. So you want to find people. It's like I have goats and 
if there's a thunderclap or there's a, a stray dog that runs through the yard, man, they will herd up. They will tribe up and they'll get together because they know there's safety in numbers. And we have that in us too. But I guess the, the mandate I would throw out is what are you using your tribe for? Because you can have a tribe that fights for peace and love and alleviating suffering in the world, or you can have a tribe that just does the most hateful things that aren't going to take humanity or the world or, or Jesus, the, you know, the cause of Jesus forward at all. So anyway, thank you for saying that, man. That's very sure. deep. I, I'm living in that. Um, I'm living in that right now. And uh, you're exactly right. Well, I love your casting. I mean, the, the lead role of uh, Greg Laurie, Joel Courtney. It's funny. Last time I spoke to him was for eight millimeter. And there's even a little shot in the movie where he's holding a little 16 millimeter camera. So I, I don't know if that was on purpose, but I caught that. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, no, we Easter egged him. Uh, we Easter egged him three times. So he's riding his bike because he's broke, right? So we got him on, we get got the kid on the bike, the Amblin right. thing, and that's the throwback to Super 8 because he did such a beautiful, you know, kid on a bike kind of movie. And then, yes, brought him back to his little eight millimeter camera. And that was a throwback. And then also uh, there was a throwback in um, some of the dialogue where uh, Elle Fanning in Super 8 said something very similar and we were we were homaging that scene but she's like i wish my dad would go away sometimes and then he says no you don't and so we were homaging the that super eight scene i caught, I caught that i caught that and also kelsey grammar he's known for his comedy but he's so versatile i mean I, he just elevates this movie beyond it's just he's just brilliant in it oh dude yeah I, i'll burn too much of the interview just gushing about kelsey he's just a beautiful human being he's one of the most centered spiritually uh, human beings I've ever been around his performance was beautiful the tears are real there's no fake tears in our movie he brought such an authenticity and a depth and a kindness to that role I I was blown away it was like there were days I didn't feel like I was directing I feel like I was just observing just <laughs> beautiful things getting printed to camera so yeah he um he it's the greatest thing he's ever done but we got him at a time where he just was so spiritually grounded in his soul he just carried a piece about him and i tell this to people in my interviews a lot but like he's had a really hard life and he's walked a deeper valley than me and yet he carries more peace than i do and i found myself in between takes just trying to like get around him and ask him questions because man he's just um he's leading by example of what it is to like walk with the peace of god on a daily basis and i'm sure he has his bad days like we all do but oh, sure like his baseline is something I crave and reach out for, like even as even like as a mentor, you know, um, just a beautiful, a beautiful uh, human being that's been through a lot and yet has found uh, his peace with God. It's it's incredible, man. And it shows up in the role, which is it's the best thing he's ever done. And our final moments here, too. I, I love the look of the film, too, because you believe you're back in those times. You have the music, you have the clothing. I mean, was it painstaking to get the era right? It was painstaking, painstaking. <laughs> I had the most amazing genius production designer, Amy Holmberg. Uh, we had our awesome uh, wardrobe person, Anna Redmond. And then of course, Akis, our DP, just shot it beautifully with vintage glass. And we, you know, agonized over all the film grain and, you know, all of that stuff. But Amy was a genius. And um, the unsung heroes of the film, industry today are the people that actually put the beautiful things in front of the camera to be photographed and so 
you know, the unsung heroes of this movie are definitely our production designer, Amy and Anna Redman, our wardrobe, obviously the cast and how it was shot. It was so beautiful, but like they, the cast and the DP gets gushed over and, but it's like, Hey guys, I'm always reminding people it's the beautiful things you get to shoot that make it work. So yeah, Amy and Anna brought the, the actual look and the feel of the film in such well, a beautiful it brought film. back my childhood i'm generation x that just reminded me of all those early 70s when i was a little boy and and it's just i sure miss those times i had a great childhood yes man yes i'm an i'm an 80s uh i'm so nostalgic for the 80s and uh but yeah man we we really our directive was to make it feel like we dropped a camera into 1969 and everybody jumped on board that bandwagon and every department worked so hard to that end i mean it was it was a definitely a labor of love and a lot of hard long days and i'm just so proud of how this movie turned out well brent congratulations you struck a chord with the nation and with a lot of people and uh your film is all about love and acceptance and uh just brilliant it was really a good time so thank you so much for joining me today let's talk again soon oh man thanks for having me thanks.